Yo. Yo, Hogan, this uh, is a podcast, B. I cannot get you a speaker. This is a listening only. But you are more than welcome to listen, my brother. What's up? What up, dude? Can you hear me, bro? Yes, sir. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yo, uh, Cody's going to be my co-host for pretty much. Oh, uh, your mic, your mic, bro. My What's mic? up, Cody? Sounds, uh, say something? Say something, Cody. Say, yo. Oh, can, can you hear? Am I good? Yeah, now you're good. Yes, now you're good. Awesome, awesome. Yo, talk. what is up? How have you been, man? Like, uh, generally, I'm doing great. Right now, I have a little uh, stomach ache or something. No, I just did leg training and thought maybe I forget about it. But I have to admit, the leg training didn't make it any better. But, uh, <laughs> like, uh, in general, everything is good, man. Everything is good. Stomach training to, or neck training to fix the stomach, huh? Yeah, I thought maybe, like, I had to do it anyway, so I was like, okay, maybe, like, when you do squats, you forget everything else you do, right? So I thought maybe it's, it's worth a try. <coughs> right. Uh, Cody, bro, we're going to have to figure this out about talking over each other and shit, obviously, but it's just a good test run. Um, yeah, Tech, bro, last time we spoke, fucking, sucks that we had to cut it short, because I was just getting deep in where you have traveled and why you traveled, and that shit is just going to probably be the most fascinating thing for us, like, just between you and I's relationship until I go do it myself, you know, because I'm so jealous. <laughs> like, I'm just so jealous of the cool shit you've done. But, um, yeah, bro, I was literally telling Cody that you've been to Portugal, Spain, I think you said, Spain, Thailand, uh, yeah. all the places in Europe, all of them. No, not, not, not all, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. No, no, just a few, just a few. Europe is, there's too many countries, bro. Fucking hell. What? Um, what noticeable differences did you see? Uh, like, what what were the cooler parts about some countries? I guess, like, less cool parts about others. Uh, you, so, you mean in the country itself or in general? Uh, in general, more specifically. Mm. Yeah, tell us, like, yeah. you have any cool, like, spicy bad experiences? Like, you went to, like, Brazil and almost copy headed type shit like anything cool, <laughs> anything cool like that actually actually not really like i think the no i really never anything really bad happened though like not at all like the only story i have is like also is was in india though but it's really not not that much happened that was like where i was like very very inexperienced and at that time i didn't also listen to my intuition there was like some guy who started talking to me and i don't know ah, it's so fishy when i remember it now but he he was speaking some german which was kind of confusing for because he was an indian guy and he was saying he studied there or whatever and then we drove around a little bit and then he wanted me to like come to his uh to his apartment or something but i i knew at that time it felt like super off and i was like uh at that time, I was still, like, super paranoid, like, for, for context. At that time, I had never traveled alone, and I just booked, as I mentioned last time, I just booked that one way to India, so I was always, like, carrying, a, like, and which you can open with one hand. Uh, I got rid of that later because I stopped being so paranoid, but at that time, I was more like this, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, let's go up. And then I was in, in, that, in that apartment, and there was, like, a weird dude, like, laying there with, uh, like, no shirt on. He had, like serious like injuries like a big uh how to call this white thing you use for to cover injuries um you guys know what i mean yeah like a gauze or whatever like a big like bandage yeah bandage yeah yeah something like this that was like pretty weird and then we went to the balcony like smoked a cigarette and then i said like 
feel like super weird and then I was like yeah I'm leaving now and I was prepared for like have my hand in my pocket and he said like yeah okay yeah. leave whatever okay <laughs> and then and then and then I left then then I left and in the end I was like yeah I don't know it's not really a bad thing but this is really like the worst thing probably that happened so everything was like really really good so I'm, I'm lucky that yeah that nothing serious happened to me or anything no had you uh had you been training Muay Thai at that point, when you were in India? No. Oh, no, wow. So no. you were just naked. You were just vanilla. Little yes. white, little white belt out there. Yes, yes. Oh, dude. No, that was, that was, and there was also oh, something no. that I was like, I, when, like, in retrospect, I was like, shit, like, my whole intuition had told me not to do so, but I just did it because it kind of, like, convinced me to, and I was like, oh, why you, why you listen to that shit, you know what I mean? Oh, For example, dude. there were other parts that were later, were on the same journey, though, where I also already had some more Thai experience, though. Uh, but I also got more comfortable and wasn't carrying the knife anymore. <laughs> um, right. But there was like one guy in, in Vietnam that I like uh, met and he also spoke barely English. But he then like I was at his home with his family and stuff. But then he said like, yeah, you can come to this. Um, like he said like marriage party with like a, a translator. But it was when I was there, it was just, I don't know, some kind of family party, but had nothing to do with the marriage. But then I, like, I went on the back of his like motorbike and we just drove like in the dark, like through like East and went like a bit, it was at the outskirts of the city, you know what I mean? It looked a bit thing, but I was at that time, I was like, I had a good feeling. So um, there and had a nice, nice family party with the Vietnamese big family there. And we all got drunk and had fun and it was, oh, it was fuck cool. yeah. But it's really about the, the, the intuition thing, because if I would have had a bad feeling there, I would tell him, like, stop, man, like, like, get me off, you know what I mean? I'm not driving with you somewhere. But um, this is something, like, I think from this first experience with this room, I learned a lot about my, like, yeah, without actually having, like, a hard lesson, I learned, like, yo, bro, if your intuition tells you not to do it, don't do that shit, you know, it would be, like, worse things, you know what I mean? Right. You know, uh, Cody and I, we were in Hawaii together. Um, yes, I saw March. the pictures, man. Yeah, bro. And we went on this waterfall like this, or this like, this like, uh, I guess this trail. And all the yeah. trails in Hawaii are like just muddy as fuck, like really, really steep, really short pathways, like just insane. Like you could die on most of the hikes in Hawaii. Like half yeah. the time you're like plunging through like knee deep water. Everything's muddy as fuck. Like there's no room. Sometimes you're ducking, jumping, dodging, diving. And we came across these dudes. And they just, like, these locals, right? And they were just, like, one of them was, like, playing a guitar, just, like, walking, just, like, playing the guitar. And, like, no no shoes, just, like, playing the guitar. And the other one was just, like, singing, I think. And they were, like, what's up, guys? And we were just, like, what's up, yo? What's up? Just about to go on this hike. And they're, like, oh, follow us. Like, we're going to take you to the whole thing. We're going to take you to a secret spot. Like, all kinds of shit. And uh-huh. I'm a pretty skeptical dude, you know? But these dudes, like, I, I was ready to whoop ass just in case, but I didn't think I would have to. And we ended up yeah. following them for, like, probably a quarter mile through, like, just, like, uh, this insane hike where you're, like, ducking, diving, mud running, yeah. going through the waters. And they took us to this sick-ass place. And we were doing, like, like just this cool-ass little, like, lake spot where you can jump off the cliffs and shit. We met, like, their other friends and shit. But just talking about the intuition, bro, I was like, should we go? And I know Cody and Spencer were thinking the same thing. They're like, are these dudes going to fucking lead us to some bullshit? And, of course, they led us to something so cool. <laughs> so... It's just funny how that all works. Like, intuition's a weird one. Yeah, that's true. But that's amazing, actually. That was actually like the point I just wanted like to make is exactly this. You have to like, you have to. So you don't have to be reckless, 
or stupid, but you also have to have some trust and risk something, I would say, like to get like experience, like you just mentioned, or also like the one where at the family party, you also have other examples. I have kind of few examples of stuff like this, where you just have to like, yeah, be willing to trust a little bit. And you, you gain so much that it's like beyond the normal experience, I would say, you know what I mean? But yeah, don't be reckless about it. And this is where intuition comes into play and you just have to, yeah, trust your instinct. Is it fishy? Or are there actually great people that offer a great opportunity? Right. Cody, what did you think about that story? Yeah. What did, yeah, what did you think that, about that, Dad? That was a, like a genuinely such good experience. But uh, yeah, well, we met those guys initially. I was, I was, I think we were all a little bit like apprehensive of like, oh, is this going to, you know, it, are they going to lead us like down the wrong path, you know, like mm. to a bad situation? But after like being with them for you know a few minutes, it was pretty clear that they had really good intentions. And I think you can just kind of feel that out with people, um, you know, just people experience. Um, but yeah, Hawaii, I, I, they were so fucking cool. If I'm being honest, like those dudes were. <clears throat> I mean, the locals in Hawaii are hit or miss, dude. Like most of the locals in Hawaii like looked at me like they wanted to eat my nose. They were like, "Fuck you," and I'm like, "What, dude? I'm just drinking my fucking margarita, dude. Relax." Yeah, the, the Hawaiians are very, like, um, a lot of them are pretty sensitive about the fact that we basically came in and, like, took their land. <laughs> yeah, so, we really, really did. Yeah, so uh, you, you definitely have to be careful. Like, my first six months here, like, I've been living here for three and a half years now. And in Hawaii? First, yeah, in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. And my first six months, I was, like, out pretty late with a few of my friends one night, and, like, we actually got jumped, dude. Like, <laughs> the shit is real out here, you know? So you just got to be... <laughs> It is. Cody's a gangster, bro. Honestly, <laughs> definitely not a gangster. He keeps but... it one thousand at all times. <laughs> yeah. That's how it should be, bro. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's weird because you were uh, in Thailand. Like, how were the locals? Like, were the locals like? Because you obviously had your mission, right? You're going there to train more time. But was everybody else just like pretty cool with you? Um, yeah, I think this is a general thing that like it really depends on the on the uh, location where you're at like if you I, in my experience the more you the less touristy the area the more curious and the more friendly the people are and the more touristy it gets the more you become just like a like a dollar sign more of like you know certain places attract certain people you know what i mean when you have like a place in a country which is like um where the wage is like below compared to like Western countries, and then there come like all this in like in quotations rich people there at one spot, and there's like so much money concentrated, it's attract uh, kind of like fishy people as well. So um, as a general, wherever I went, uh, as a rule of thumb, like the less touristic it is, the the more trustworthy and the more warm-hearted the people are. And um, but in Thailand, generally, like the people are like super friendly like it's they are like always smiley stuff like this it can be even sometimes that is um that it's like yeah i, I think it's not genuine is like a too hard word but like this is just a way that they're like super friendly so you can sometimes mistake it a little bit for like too much affection that is not yeah how to say this um yeah, they, they are friendly, but, you know, they sometimes they have the expression, you're their best friend, but you are not immediately. They are just the way they are, you know what I mean? Right. And also, um, it can it can really give give a false uh, impression because you see this, like, they are all rather small. 
people and then they are like smiley and, and friendly and laughing a lot and um, it's not for the case for me because I'm when I, I go to another country I'm like super respectful to everybody and think like I'm a guest so I would treat everybody like I'm a guest but um, I've heard about some people or I also met some people who mistaken this this friendliness and um, Thais they are super friendly but if you mess with them like they fuck you up and they like they stick together you are the foreigner and um, of course right so it's, it's it's just so it's just so stupid because you know there are some countries like um, I think the US and also like Germany where people will come to you and cause you problems even if you if you do nothing wrong you know what I mean like there are people that want they just want to fuck with you but uh, Thailand is not such a country if you don't looking for trouble there's you will not get trouble so it's so stupid but if you want trouble they would just kill you like pretty pretty straight like <clears throat> where so, so many stories and stuff like this they just draw knives it's not yeah they just they have in um, thailand guns i think are not legal but they per, per head they have as many guns as the u.s so they are also like heavily oh, wow. on there really? yes like what i read this hell? like um i also had one friend he also had like i don't know what kind of but kind of like a rifle i was like oh what the fuck is this and he's like yeah whatever just have this and i'm like oh okay <laughs> Yeah. And then later, later I read some article online where it said like, "Oh yeah, Thailand has as many guns per head as the U.S." And I was like, "Whoa, wow! I didn't expect that." Yeah, that's that is actually the that is so weird. I've never heard that before. No, um, I was totally surprised. It's the same. It sounds like a beautiful place, though. Um, you said that there was. So I got. I got. I mean, bro, I can talk about all of these countries forever. Uh, you said that there was a con- like a, a land connection between Thailand and somewhere. Uh, yeah, like many other places, but the one I used as well, because I came, uh, I came from Malaysia to Thailand by bus, and there was land I used, which I taught, uh, which I talked to you about uh, last time. Yeah, 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 I remember that for sure. That's so cool. Um, like, so, how old are you again? 22? No, bro, I'm 26 right now. Oh, 26, okay. But that trip, I was 20 that we are talking right now, but I went to Thailand like five times in my life. Damn, bro. And you, uh, I think it's so interesting that you don't ever want to record these things. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, it never came to my mind, actually, because at that time, like, I just did it, um, did it as a trip for a year. I didn't, actually, I didn't have anything better to do, I could say, and I was like, that's okay, I gotta do something in this life, so I'm just gonna, gonna do and, and, and see the world, though. But um, then later, I just went, mostly, like, I just went for the reason to train Muay Thai there. So I had, but yeah, you could also film it there. It would be, would be great content as well, the life in the gym and stuff like this. And I know you have some pretty famous people there training as well sometimes, which you feel like, yeah, but it never, the idea never came to my mind. It actually came to my mind the first time, like it was this year when I was in Korea, I was thinking about it. And um, yeah, my, my, I was this uh, in Korea this year, I was with my girlfriend and she was thinking about it as well. And she did it a little bit, but I was like, oh no. It's so annoying that you run around with a camera and, and stuff like this, and it kind of ruined the, the travel experience for me, and it made, yeah, so, of course, it's a nice thing to, to make your free time, to make it like something uh, that you can earn from, but on the other hand, you you take something away from your free time, you know what I mean? For sure. Do you like to blog or write anything about, like, your experiences? Because I know you write a lot, right? 
Yeah, I think I think I will. I think I should do that more. And I have like some thread ideas that I, I wrote down from from some stories because initially I didn't even came to it didn't even came to my mind that this is I don't know it sounds weird but when it's like that this interests people but then I think I put out one thread about like traveling and stuff like this and it kind of like blew up and I got a lot of feedback from it so people are definitely interested in that so yeah I think uh, give the people what they want right so I will Fuck keep yeah, sharing bro. some more stories. I think writing about it would be sick, just in general. I don't know, because like recording, it's one thing. Obviously, like you, it's you're seeing it through a different lens almost. But when you can just like maybe like that evening, just kind of write down the cool thoughts and shit from the day. Like I just kind of feel like that's what I would do. Um, so you were 20 and you just wanted to go and travel the world. And you're 26, and is that still the goal? Is just to keep traveling? Um. Like, first of all, I want to say one thing with the writing. I'm fully with you because this is a different thing. Then you sit down after the event and you reflect on it and you write about it. This is beautiful. But you don't have to keep writing or keep filming while you're in an event and ruin the moment with that. So um, that's definitely a cool thing. And regarding your question. Um, yeah, I'm just genuinely curious. But, yeah, I completely agree on the writing for sure. Um, it is not that much of a goal for me anymore. Like... Um, because with all things, like, hmm, how do I say this? I think when I, like, add up total travel time over the last five years, I think it's, like, 1.5 years or something, maybe a little bit more, that I spend traveling. You know what I mean? Like, when I add all the different trips together, maybe even more, I, I'm not sure. But um, um, it loses some of its, its flair. And as I mentioned last time, um, it's also that when you... When you do like the sightseeing stuff or the, the shorter trips, traveling turns into a form of consumption. Because you, you, uh, yeah, you kind of like, okay, yeah, that's what I said the, the last time, but I will say this again because this is for the question is important. Um, because you see, the first time it was amazing. You see like a waterfall, a temple, different country, and you're like so flash. But it's, this is just like, yeah, how we humans are, right? We get used to things so easily. And um, this happens with traveling as well. And I noticed it in other people, and I also noticed this in myself, that there's this, uh, there's this thing that gets you like, okay, I just want to get more and more and more, and it becomes like kind of a game. And I also saw this same thing, saw this with others, saw this in myself, that in like the traveling community, there's this like kind of like, I call this like collecting flags. You know, you make like a game of like, oh, how many countries have I visited or something? Mm. Then it's just a, just an ego thing. Like, you know, when you have, like, an army general, they have, like, all these pins on their chest, like, achievements or something. And um, <laughs> when you have traveling, it can be a bit like this, that you want to have these pins. Oh, yeah, I visited that place, this place, that place. And you just do an, do an ego run. And there are actually people out there, they have backpacks where they pin the flags to the countries where they've been to. So they literally do exactly that. And... Um, you know, like, the ease of access right now has never been better. Like, you could literally travel the world. If you have enough money, bro, you could go anywhere, do anything in pretty much record time. And I don't know, man. Maybe, like, I, I think it's just fascinating, literally, the fact that you could get on a flight and go to Malaysia. Of course, you took a bus, but I would have to take a flight, <laughs> you know? Because, like, if, I mean... I took a flight first to get there, bro, and oh, then okay. I took the bus. You took, you took a boat to Malaysia. No, 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 a flight. I'm flying. I flew from <laughs> India to Malaysia. Um, and then... But one time I also went by a bus. I went two times there. Imagine how hard it would be, though, hundreds of years ago, you know, to, to try to, like, to do these things. It would be nearly impossible, you know, like, to, to fly from, I mean, you literally couldn't, obviously, fly from the United States to Malaysia fucking 400 years ago. 
So it's just crazy the fact that like we are like you personally yourself have experienced more of the planet than majority of the people that have ever existed ever. It's so insane, right? Like literally, I mean, people haven't seen outside of their country. I mean, I've been to Mexico and shit. And I think it's much more common now. Like I, I could, I don't know, but I'm sure like what, probably like 20 or 30% of people have been outside of their home country, which is a yeah. lot. Like that's a fucking ton, dude. And yeah, honestly, like it's just, uh, the future is, is in a weird spot. And I think it's so important for us, like in this time right now to really just understand how fucking cool it is because we don't know when a war might happen. We don't know what's going to happen if these, if we go to space or, you know, who knows, right? Who knows? Maybe China takes over, but like right now, I think things are just, I mean, of course, COVID's fucking annoying, but I'm just talking like we can do so much with our lives, dude. And just to like not focus on living it in a cool way, it's just going to shit the bed, bro. That's how you shit the bed. Like for real, how you shit the bed. This is the coolest time ever. Like this opportunity is, yeah, it is, it's insane, man. You can just go somewhere. I remember one time I had like, I worked, uh, that was like 21 or something. This was like shortly after I came back from the first trip and I was like starting working at a hotel at the night shift was job was sucked and then i was like okay i looked up flights to thailand and i just found a cheap flight and this was going in the next week so it was like really short term and just say okay fuck it i just go i quit my job and flew there for one month you know i can just like seven days before seven days before i booked the flight and seven days later i was there like no planning. Damn, that's just, so cool just, bro just go you know and you could never do this this is a time now that you can just book a flight so cheap um, like it was really cheap. That's why I just I just said, oh yeah, I'm just gonna take this. Let's go. And uh, I was that brings there up a good point, though, bro. That brings up such a good point, though. Most people still wouldn't even do that, though. Like even though we can do it, like you still are an outlier. Like the fact that you just decided to go with no plan, uh, like no, I guess like uh, knowledge of what you're gonna do when you're there. That is like such an adventure mindset, and not a lot of people have that. But you certainly do, and I think a lot of us in opulence do too. Uh, yeah, bro. Like that is that is some of the coolest shit I've ever heard. Literally, that you just decided to say fuck it, quit your job, and get on a flight to India, right? And after a week. No, 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 bro. You're mixing things up. Yeah, India was the first. <laughs> yeah, I feel like no, no, no. That was when I come back. Like I did, I did a trip to India, like Malaysia, Vietnam, Thailand, all this stuff when I was 20. Then I returned back home, and two months later, I went back to Thailand again for one month, and then I started working in a hotel. And at that hotel, like, it was, like, part of, not full-time or something, like, and I started okay. university. And uh, then I had, like, this semester break. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I go just go in this break. And then I just saw the flight, and then I went again. And I quit this, like, not my full-time job or something. It was not that I was, like, fully dependent on it. It was just, like, a student job. And then I quit that, and I flew there. So I didn't quit, like, my, my, my main job or something to do that. Right. Cody, what are you doing? Yo, uh, so you, you guys, I was just listening. Um, you, it, a lot of great stories and stuff. It's awesome. Um, so I wanted to ask you, talk like, um, so what are, you, what are your plans over the next uh, like six months? And like, what does your daily routine look like now? Like, what do you, what do you work on? So uh, let me start with the plans for the next six months. Six months though. Like, I hope Japan's opens the fuck up, man. Like, I've been five months in Korea waiting, like, a snipe open up so I can jump <laughs> over and get in there. And they just keep closed, like, for one and a half years or something. I don't know. Or over a year already, I'm sniping them and I'm looking, like, open up, open up because I want to go there. But they just don't allow anybody in. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to keep an eye open for that. Um, besides that, 
um, currently working uh, part time in like uh, like twenty hours uh, in a pretty cool company, like online company. So I can work from home. It's almost like being self-employed because I can work from home. I can work from whatever. I can fly where I go and work from there. So that's that's pretty chill. That's my base. And um, besides that, I'm currently working working on a on a product for like a meditation, mindfulness, and a general mind guide because I got a lot of questions from people on Twitter here regarding that. And um, so I take notes on all the questions and try to answer all of them and give all my knowledge on that and yeah, bring that out. So that's something I'm working on. And yeah, my general routine is that I work that, then the job three days, then I work three days on uh, online stuff and shit like this. And Sunday I just chill and besides that, Currently, I only do lifting, training, uh, but looking forward to, like, I don't know, right now with all this thing, it's, like, pretty fucked up here, and I didn't train Muay Thai since, like, well, I think almost two years now or something. Last time I was in camp in Thailand, and then they shut everything down. Uh, yeah, that was annoying, man. That's but, tragic. Um, that sounds tragic. Oh, yeah, it was really tragic because it was, like, I booked, like, a three-and-a-half-months camp. I planned to fulfill my dream of doing a fight there. And then I was in the camp, and everything was set up, and then they closed, and I couldn't do my fight. And now I'm, like, yeah. So kind of, like, snatched my... It was, like, a long-time dream of mine, so they snatched my dream right in front of my eyes. But um, for sure, I will come back and uh, do this uh, do this one day. I'm kind of in the same spot, but not like COVID-wise. Like I can't compete in jujitsu until I get my shoulder surgery. I mean, I could. yeah. How's your shoulder, bro? Fucking, it's okay. I mean, I'm still training. Uh, okay, at least that though. Yeah, I trained on uh, what is it? I trained like Wednesday. Um, and then uh, yeah, I'm actually going back to my old gym too, which is uh, like one of the best gyms in the state. I'm gonna try and pitch them on some ghost riding services too. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing when you have like good quality gyms around. Oh, my God, bro. Arizona is like a haven for MMA. We might be the best MMA state in, in the country. Sounds like I got to come visit one day, huh? Bro, that's what everyone keeps talking about, bro. Uh, your boy, uh, JT, um, he really wants to come here again. He loves Scottsdale. You got to get Sasha, bro. You got to get Sasha and come out here, Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. going to go with Sasha, man. You can destroy me on the ground because I have no experience there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll probably smack my ass down with a head kick in from Muay Thai. <laughs> That would have been so nah, sick if you could have competed, bro. You might have knocked some dude's block off, bro. You might have had a KO on your record. Yeah, let's see, let's see. Like, there's one one guy I know here in my city that is uh, good and ask him if we can do some training somehow or he can train me even though all the shit is, like, officially not allowed and stuff like this, you know? Oh, that's so annoying. They don't even let you guys, like, have uh, open gyms and shit, like, because COVID? Ah, uh, yeah, it's all, like, with, with, like, you have, like, Kind of like you need vaccination records and stupid stuff like this yeah. so you need to test every time and i don't know i know that's for the normal gym but i don't know how it's like for for like kind of like group sports or something like that so i have to check you gotta go find that basement that jujitsu basement on the wall place no yeah. air conditioning <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah yeah man yeah bro yeah, I mean, like i was gonna ask you how come you don't monetize your audience like I mean, you have such a big audience on Twitter, and if people are already asking you about motivational stuff, bro, I would just become that dude. Like, I wouldn't even overthink it. I'd be a free lead magnet, and then re release, you know, a newsletter, and then maybe a paid course, and then consult it. Go from there. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I'm doing. Like, um, 
I already have a lead magnet, but I've been, yeah, I've been too lazy to, to put it out, I admit it. Well, it's kind of <laughs> stupid. I put, I put a whole bunch of nice pictures in there. I spent, like, really, like, a lot of time, like, maybe two or three hours, like, for just searching and finding these nice pictures and making it all look good. And then my stupid ass forgot about copyright <laughs> completely. And I was like, oh, shit, what am I doing? So I have to throw the pictures all again. <laughs> what I did, I was like, oh, how could I not think about it? But you see, talking about all my clarity and then you completely forget about copyright. That's how, how life goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, copyright is a motherfucker. Anything you need help writing, though, you could just send me. No, I don't mean copywriting. I mean copyright. Oh, copyright. For the pictures. Oh. Like, because I just took, like, nice, like, Japanese painting pictures and stuff like this. And made oh, like, a whatever, real good. Bro, you could use them. You think so? I'm like, I got like, I was like, mm. I mean, what, you think any of them are going to buy your product? <laughs> That's a free lead magnet, though. But I'm not sure about that with the, with the copyright. I think it'll be fine, bro, honestly. Like, if copyright was a big deal, people would be doing it all the time. Like, you got to think of all these NFTs are technically just stock images reused and repurposed, you know? I, like, <laughs> yeah. not to mention, uh, most of the things that you probably post on Twitter, right? Like, all those pictures, aren't those copywritten? Like the the nature one, like the photos, I are from myself. But all the like, just like um, drawings and stuff. Yeah, that's not, of course that's all stolen. Yeah, so like it does, it's not stolen, bro. Like honestly, that actually helps them. Like no one. I mean, some some even is. some even have some of these artists. They have like that text in there, so I actually promote them. <laughs> right. No, I think this is. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. Like fuck the copyright. Yeah, fuck the copyright. <laughs> Nah, for real, I wouldn't good. even worry about it. And even even if you did have to worry about it, then just go get some stock images that you could use for free. Yeah, but you can't find these kind of images that I use because like Japanese paintings. And ah, stuff just like use this. them, bro. Fuck them, dude. Yeah. Fuck them, dude. <laughs> I would totally do it. Yeah, probably. Who is gonna download the fucking lead magnet and check for copyrights? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But okay. Uh, regarding that, and also, yes, I'm working on this meditation guide, as I mentioned, because people keep asking me for how do I meditate, what is meditation, and... Uh, do you meditate yeah. often? Uh, nowadays, like, I've I've been done meditation for past six years or something, like, on and off, mm. and um, I think it is important that, like, at least at one time in your life, you have, like, a strict routine where you do it, like, daily for a good amount of time, but... Um, right now i do it, i do it more like a feeling because i do a lot of walks and then i also combine it and then like a walking meditation and that makes a uh, formal meditation like sitting down actually meditating um yeah so at, at this stage i don't think it's that important anymore but anyhow i plan to make it like make it daily again because i still see that it has like you can really feel the, or at least i can really feel a difference when i do it daily yeah i certainly can too i'm sure cody wants to speak on that yeah, yeah, I've, I, I have some experience with meditation. I was just curious uh, for you what um, what you find to be the most powerful form of meditation. Like what has gotten you the most results or gotten you closer to the goal you're trying to reach through meditation? Ooh, that's a difficult question. I have to think. Like actually the most powerful thing actually is something that is – completely gone now but it goes a long while back because i used to be a person um like this really like when i started like maybe five years ago or something six years ago i started with that and it was also because i was a person with a really high temper and i was getting like getting like super angry and losing all control and stuff like this and um 
this. I, I practice for that. I practice like um, awareness meditation, which is like I always I did this in um, seated. I simply sit down several times of the day and like observed how I feel and observe my thoughts without judgment and uh, without attaching to them. And um, but I, what I also used to do then was when I felt like I felt like oh I'm stressed or oh I'm getting angry that I was like okay right ah. Uh, recognize this, sit down, meditate. And then also when I had like some, some conflicts or something, I grew that awareness. Like, you know, when you have, um, you have like the trigger for your anger and then you have the reaction and between the, when the anger takes over, it's something pretty immediate and you kind of like lose control. But between the trigger and your reaction, you have like a really little time frame where you can recognize it. And my, my goal was to, to make this time frame bigger and now it's like super big. Now when I get angry, I, I can feel it. I can watch, observe my anger and, and laugh at it in most situations at least and, uh, and recognize it. And this was probably because, yeah, that was such annoying to be like a person who loses control over anger and have a high temper, which I, um, yeah, not only in the sitting meditation, but something that is also that you have to actively practice in this situation. So this is something in my guide, I wrote something that meditation I made the analogy, as as you guys know, like we are all in fighting sports. Is I, I bet Brandon, you probably know some people as well. You know, they are all crazy in the gym and like super good and kicking the bag and stuff like this. But then they go in a fight and they completely, I don't know, they have no spirit. They lose. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I made the I made the the analogy with like meditation is your training camp. Like it's the gym. You kick the bag. You do sparring. That is your meditation. But what are you training for? You train for real life, so you need to apply in real life. Like it depends on what you, in this time, in this uh, example, I, it was my anger, but it wouldn't help if I was just sit on my on my on my ass and like think about, oh, this is my emotions and observe it. No, what matters is that when I get angry, that I'm able to see it for what it is and simply observe it and say, okay, I am the boss, not the emotion is the boss. I am the boss. I control myself, not some stupid emotion or outside trigger. And um, this is the most important part for me. And so, yeah, I did this two together, and this was probably the biggest change or the most power impactful in my life. Man, that's awesome! Like, uh, I love that analogy, bro. Yeah, so much insight. Um, so I I found that I I've done like three or four different types of meditations before. I mean, obviously, you can do meditation when you're walking or just driving and just you know sorting through thoughts. Um, I really like how Navel puts it, where, like, the form of meditation that I find the most useful is it kind of, it's kind of like through an old email list, where you're just kind of, like, sorting through your emails, sorting through your thoughts, and basically breaking them down and, uh, you know, figuring out what you can improve on while you're going through your thoughts. I've found that very useful. I've also found visualization very useful. And one, I yes. also found um, just trying to focus on nothing, like literally just trying to get back to nothing and focus on nothing as long as you can. Because when you do that, it basically, it, it works the patience muscle. It like allows you to be more patient and more present and not very useful for dealing with anger over time, for sure. I was wondering if you could relate to that at all. Yes, like I can completely relate to them. Like uh, visualization is is a big one as well um, for me, and and also the sorting thoughts. This is something that I like to do while while walking, uh, sorting the thoughts, thinking about them, and also asking like where are the thoughts coming from, and 
what is what is causing these thoughts what is like this is like going back to tying tying the, the practice the meditation practice tying it to your life again like some this is why i think but like some hippie woo woo dudes get wrong like they make the meditation practice like simply for sitting there and like i don't know getting sleepy or whatever you know but i, <laughs> I often like try to tie the practice to, to to real life so when i when i have like specific thoughts that come up like pretty often like i practice the awareness so i see okay this is coming up a lot i ask okay why is it coming a lot where is it coming from what is like it's a bit like like you said you like you're sorting stuff but it's also like a little bit like a detective you try to investigate like what is actually what is actually going on and um yeah with the one focus on nothing i'm not too big on like i don't know exactly what nothing is i just choose one thing to focus on them which is probably my breath or some visualization or sometimes i just zoom out of the house and into the universe and then i just have darkness focus on darkness for a long time and simply just darkness but um yeah that's that's how i relate to them like how how is focusing what is the definition of nothing for you i should have been more clear it's it it's usually focusing on the breath or like fire bro one specific thing uh <laughs> your first podcast you're already shitting up like <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah okay but then i then i get you i was like how can i do this this nothing but yeah then i, I get your point yeah for sure i do that a lot with like the breath darkness thing or sometimes i also like simply imagine we're just like practicing for detachment i imagine like a camera in the top end corner of the room and view myself like from a third person perspective like look at this dude you know what i mean this like <laughs> not not identifying so much with myself I'm like look at this dude sitting there seems to be meditating huh, interesting guy huh and like yeah not taking myself so seriously and watching myself from a third perspective oh so so when i like a lot that's crazy to me that you that you said you used to deal with anger because you're such a send out dude nowadays like from my perspective you know yeah I sometimes like at first i thought it was about something else but when cody asked me i, I remember like Fuck, it was ridiculous. Like, even, like, kind of, when I think it embarrassing, I get, like, oh, I get, like, super angry and scream oh, and shout, like, bro, Cody, oh, my God. Cody, like, Cody has done so much for me in that respect. Like, I used to be such a dumbass with my anger. And, I mean, Cody could have, like, just been, like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not even talking to you anymore because you're just so retarded. Like, some of the ways that I used to just get angry. I mean, this was probably, like, four or five years ago, maybe, like, three, you know? Um... Every once in a while, I'll still get, like, kind of weird, but I'm really, like, understanding now, and I pretty much don't ever let it happen. I try to never get emotional anymore. Um, but, yeah, bro, I, I feel like most people can relate to some sort of anger issues, right? Like, I feel like everyone should. Like, Cody, even though you are the one that taught me, Cody, and, like, called me out, I'm sure you still dealt with anger issues, too. Oh, big time, man. Like, so one thing that actually uh... – was so great in my meditation journey when I like started sorting through my thoughts and like I started reading about psychology and trying to figure out myself. Um, I, the, the most like vital part for me that really eliminated that anger was like really understanding my relationship with my opposite sex parent, by the way, everyone can learn from this. Like your opposite sex parent is important person in your psychological makeup. So when I when I like really dug into that relationship and like broke down the thoughts I was having and why and where they came from, uh, that really pretty much dispersed um, like most of my anger and just made me like a poor patient person for sure. Um, 
yeah, but I'm definitely not someone who doesn't have experience with it. A lot of the time, I just, like, the anger is gone, and I can just take it out when I'm in the gym now. <laughs> like, any anger I have throughout the day, I take it out in the gym or, you know, on the mat in jujitsu or other outlets. And Channelets. Yeah. One thing that uh, one thing that I've learned from you, just by watching you, like, literally just by, like, the way that you respond to me, and this used to piss me the fuck off, dude. Because you know when you're super angry and someone hits you with, like, logic and just, like, truth? And you're just like, fuck you, dude. Like, why are you being so honest with me right now? You know? Like, there were so many times where either I was angry, usually me, or, like, something else was going on or someone else was angry at you. And your response was always just like a – like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to, like, bark back. It was always, like, a legitimately, like, logical response that, like, you just couldn't get emotional about. Because there, there's nothing to get emotional about, you know? Like, if you dropped a dollar – and you're really angry at me that you dropped a dollar. I'm just gonna say, bro, you just dropped, you just dropped the dollar. Like that's all it was. Like you just dropped the dollar. So I'm just gonna let you be. So that's like, yeah, bro, that's helped me a ton. Just uh, cause like it's that snap moment, right? That snap moment where, like you're saying, tack, where someone's like, you could get angry, or you could just not get angry. And when you develop that, that's where that's where it all stops and starts, you know. And so I always just like, anytime I know I'm about to get emotional, I instead just trigger logic. That's a good thing. I also, like, the method I use is, like, um, logic as well. Or when I feel it gets too strong, I simply, simply the fact that you acknowledge that you get angry or that you get emotional takes away so much of its power because when you are really angry, you're not aware, like, I'm angry because you're just thinking, like, I always kind of, like, I play a game with the anger because the anger is, in the effect, is very weak because it has only a short time to act. So the anger's only weapon is like urgency. The anger wants to act super urgent. Right. And then like the, the way I, I kill it is like, it's like, I see it like a flame and I visualize it as that in myself. When I feel like, oh fuck, I'm getting angry. I see the flame. And um, like, I imagine myself like, okay, I'm full with um, our house that called oxygen. And the flame dies slowly when it doesn't get more oxygen. So I just observe the flame slowly simply observing the anger, I could like, yo, what am I going to do now, anger, huh? Like, I'm not, I'm not acting. Like, you can't be all angry. I recognize you. The feeling is there. It doesn't feel pleasant. Like, it's not nice to have this feeling. But I'm aware of it, and, and I accept you. And you can be there. You can be there. You can, I can feel the pain of being angry, but I will not react to you. I will wait. Sometimes if the situation is, like, too heated or something, I will, I will just go somewhere else or get some, some distance or just take, like, three deep breaths, usually. And I wait till that emotion calms down again, and then I can apply logic, which is like clear and not not um, not contaminated with with emotion, because we can't think clear and think logically. At least I can't when I when I'm emotional. Oh yeah, me neither. I like what you said about uh, it's, I've always said this, right? It's like, and I'm learning more about it because I do think that there is certain situations where I don't know if it's like anger is is actually helpful, but maybe just like a, an aggro, right? Like when a uh, Andrew Tate talks about this, right? Like when he saw someone, this dude drive down in a Lamborghini, like just like 30 year old fucking just dorky ass dude driving in a Lamborghini, like blasting music. He was like, that fucking pisses me off because I want that. And I think that, that right there is like, that's a good balance. Like you can have that. And I think that's a pretty decent fuel to burn. But like anger itself, like I feel like, I don't know. I just don't think it's a very sustainable fuel to like, I think hope and peace and like just like, I guess, um, yeah, because anger, like you said, like, it's just so in the moment, you know? Like, if you can just peacefully move through life and just start busting all these, like, doors down that you know you need to open, it's all going to come to you, you know? Like, getting angry about it all the time isn't going to get you close to the Lambo unless you're making 
a lot of like actual moves. And oftentimes it's just hard for me to make moves when I'm super just red hot angry, right? Like if I'm just red hot, like it's going to be hard for me to say like what we're going to eat for dinner, you know, because I'm just fucking angry. Yeah, that's true. And I also think like, it's like, it's not anger, it's not inspirational, it's desperation, you know what I mean? And even if you do, if you could use it to like drive you to all this gold, like how much anger would you need exactly. to, be, to, be, to, be, to be angry all the time? Like, yeah. oh, how did you get that Lambo? Yeah, man, I was so fucking angry all the time. This is, this is, this is exactly the type of guy that was like, uh, kind of like the loser in school or has been hurt or something. And like not hating on anybody that has been hurt or bad, it's whatever. But you know, the person that 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 has this, this hole inside of themselves and this pain or this anger as well, but never healed. And then instead of healing themselves, they they said what you just said. They did what you just said. Like they they put all this energy and channeled all this anger and like working, achieving mm. something. And then maybe they have this Lamborghini or whatever it may be. But they still haven't healed this this wound from their childhood that, that caused them all the anger that, that made it possible for them to get that. But they still have this hole inside them, and then they probably be even even more miserable because then they have this fucking thing. But but they still feel not respected. They still feel small and weak and insecure inside, and it didn't help them because it's not coming from abundance. It's still coming from 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 uh, the opposite call from lack. You know what I mean? They still try to fill something, but they can't be filled. You have to heal yourself first. And then you can add on top of that when you when you when you when you right. heal that hole, then you can add all on top of that. But I think yeah, this, this is exactly say, this type of person. I think there's something to say like for motivation though, right? Like if like because I do get really inspired by shit, you know, like it does I get like pumped up. You know, I don't necessarily get angry, but I get like mm. like that Luke Alexander dude, right? Like he posted the other day, uh like just like him in like a fucking Rolls Royce or something, and he was like giving his videographer like a watch to wear, like an AP watch. And I retweeted it, and I was like, honestly, bro, seeing this dude post all the time just drives me. I said, respect, amigo, but I'm coming. Like, I'm fucking coming for the throne, bro, because I just don't like sitting here not on top of the throne. But I'm also not going to just, like, get super pissed at myself for where I'm at right now because that doesn't really help me very often, you know? Or, like, even getting pissed at anybody else, right? Like, for him for him to have that, like, I, I can't be mad at him for winning. You know, I'm just, I'm just like, fueled. Because I want to win too, and I don't like seeing other people win while I'm not winning. Like I just want to win, dude. Yeah, but I guess there's kind of like a distinction between there because you don't have somebody. I think it's like when you have this, um, um, I'm gonna show him type like, of like resentment uh, energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one day I'm gonna show him, and I think this is like kind of the worst energy you can have because Completely like yeah, then you yeah. go and you want to show them, and you you know what. They don't care. Like, they don't even know who you are, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so much more important, obviously, just to show your damn self, dude. That's, yeah, that's, that's such point. a good fuel to burn. You know, because you can get angry, right? You get angry at yourself, right? Like, if you don't perform the best of your abilities, you'd be like, man, that fucking man, what the fuck, dude? Like, I'm never going to let that shit happen to me again. You know, like, that's okay. But, like, I don't know. Like, just saying, like, man, these fucking people have all this shit and I don't have it. I'm going to go fucking get it right now. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just not going to work. Like, Seriously, because you, no. you gotta have a more sustainable fuel, like you said, bro. I could go into the gym for the next thirty minutes on that, but after thirty <laughs> minutes, I'm going to be like a balloon. I'm just gonna be like, like I'm just gonna be dying. Yeah, definitely not. Like, of course, sometimes when you're angry, like you can channel it, but um, I'm gonna add. Uh, I'm gonna add. Uh, I know Knox has got something to say. I wouldn't usually do this, but it's like taking a question from the audience because. Uh, sure. Yeah, I know he's got something to say. I know he's got a good piece. Yo. 
I know you've got something to say, Knox, about uh, the motivation, and I really just want to hear what you have to say. I think it's powerful. But well, one thing for bringing me up to this. I'm taking it in, and I want to make sure that I add this piece so that way guys can see it from a bigger perspective. Because yes, naturally we fall into that, that thing where we label emotions and feelings as the same thing, but they're actually different. So every emotion is like an instinct. So that anger that we're, we're talking about is powerful because it's just a sign from the universe telling you something is fixed. Some, something is broken. Mm. Go and fix it. So that's what that, that internal rage where sometimes it may be seen as unwieldy, but those of us that are really paying attention to it recognize it for what it is. And it's just yeah, telling yeah, us, yeah. hey, let's go to work. If I don't weigh how much I want to weigh, like it's telling me that's broken. Go to the gym and fix it. And then I'm going to use that energy and I'm going to put it into the reps or I'm going to put it into the meal plan or I'm going to put it into the rest, which so many of us forget. That's exactly why I wanted you to speak. And here's the cool thing that every emotion has this signal. Um, So grief is another one. Grief tells us that um, to let go of things that we can't control. So when someone passes, for example, we're upset that they're gone and, and they're not with us anymore. We're trying to tell the universe that fuck you. I want him back. I want her back, bring her back. But it's like, that's not for us to control. So grief is that process of learning to let go and accept things as they are. So I wrote a book earlier this year called Take Charge. And it's about these principles, like seeing emotions for what they are, because emotions are powerful in that they give us unlimited energy. And this is why some men will talk about anger specifically, because I think we're all fueled by it. That when you tap into that anger, it's an unlimited energy force. It's you talking universe and literally squeezing every ounce of power from it taking it in and saying, I'm going to use this for something good. Now, I brought up at the beginning that emotions and feelings are different. So the emotion is anger. But when you don't have control over your anger, that's when you get into that desperate state. That's when you're you're upset. That's when you're argumentative. That's when you're challenging people because you haven't used that energy in a proper way. So now you're leaking energy. And it's your desperation trying to get back to that, that, that true anger moment where it's like, oh, just fix the simple thing. But because you ignored that message, now you're dealing with so many other problems and so much drama. But I wanted to throw that out there. That was it easy, easy to get caught up. Right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man, that was powerful. That's clarity, bro. Fuck yeah. See, bro, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to let this dude talk about this. Hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I could add that. I've been listening. It's been great. Um, I just know that I, I work with a lot of guys that confuse these emotional That's exactly messages. exactly what we needed. Cody, yeah. tell, me, tell me that that did not hit hard as fuck. Yeah, man. That was, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Mm. Maybe I'll have to add it to the, the guides that you have in Opulence. Uh, oh. But I think emotional power is, is I wouldn't be where I am. Though I have the, the health concerns that I have. I was actually in the hospital this week and I'm going back in a couple of hours for more treatment. The things that I've been able to accomplish have been in spite of the hardships that I've had simply because I was able to tap into pay attention to what my emotions were telling me instead of where my feelings wanted to lead me. And your feelings will lead you to suicide, whether a mental suicide or a physical one. So I just highly recommend um, thinking about it for what is that emotion telling you at the moment? You, if you're crossing the street and you feel fear, it's not because um, you're scared and you're weak. It's because your body is telling you, hey, if you don't make a very important decision right now, your story is over. So that fear is good if you listen to what it's telling you at the moment. I'll leave it at that. That's fireball. Yeah, man, I love that. It also ties in great to the thing 
uh, that you like. I wouldn't. I have to watch out to use the right word now, as you made the distinction. But to like, I also want to not not suppressing the anger as like what you would call then the the feeling. You you could you can suppress and not allow it, but the emotion you have to accept and embrace it. This is mm. something what I also think many people get like wrong when they like have anger or emotion issues. Like they kind of like try to suppress the emo- man. Thank you for the distinction because now we can work more precisely with what language gives us. Um, because they try to suppress the emotion completely, but I would say like, yeah, you can suppress or like at least like block block the feeling, but um, you have to accept and embrace the emotion because when you try to suppress the emotion, it will not go away. It will find some other ways to like uh, leak out or something or manifest itself. Say it like this. I'm so glad that I got that on recording. Oh snap, me too. I'll have to listen to that eventually. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's coming out on the twentieth. I got like four, five episodes actually that are gonna come out. No, I love the way that you handle these conversations and um so I'm looking forward to hearing all of them. Oh, you're gonna get on one too, bro. Oh, one day, one day. That that sounds good. Probably sooner than later, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to that one. Oh yeah, bro. I mean I'm gonna listen to that one. I'm gonna listen to that thing twice. <laughs> um well, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, thank you, bro. Like that was uh, that was really perfect. Sometimes people can just like they just know how to say it the right way that all of us can hear it. You know, even if they don't even speak the same language, right? Like we're like, oh, that's what that's exactly what we meant. <laughs> um, it was perfect timing. Literally perfect timing. So, I mean, shit, bro. I could talk to you for days, dude. I know last time when we were talking, you had to go around this time. Uh, tag. Yeah. Do you? Uh, hey, what do you, What do you got tag, going on? Report. I, I got I got another question. Right, well, yeah, no, no, I have time right now. Oh, do you? Like, today is, is is all chill. Like, no worries. Oh, cool. All right, so, well, let's go for like thirty more minutes then, or whatever. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Cool. So, talk. I was just wondering, like, um, you're obviously a guy who's in a pretty good shape. Um, what what is your fitness routine look like? Um, and how how do you deal with that? What kind of workouts do you do? And how do you stay consistent? Uh, to keep it in one word, my routine is like a mess, actually, to be honest. <laughs> um, as I, I'm like, mm, I have like only one core of the pull that I just follow. And this is like, just go fucking train. And I think I could have probably have way better results. I also, like, I eat, need to eat more. I'm not a fan of like eating so much. I eat like what I like. And uh, like I eat, I eat good food, but I don't, don't I am for my... Uh, how to say in English, um, for my body type or for my kind of like, uh, yeah, for my body, let's say like this, um, I need to eat a lot and I don't like to do that. But um, the the main principle is like always keep training, always just go to the gym. And the funny thing is that I'm honestly, I'm not super educated about like training plans or exercises and, um, oh, there's a car passing by. Um, oh, the cops? I'm not super, I'm not super educated. Um, I'm not super educated about like having the perfect training plan or the perfect new plan or something like that but the only thing I actually have a lot I like a lot to do work uh, a lot of room to improve in that and in that aspects to be honest but the one thing I keep straight to the bone is like go training just go training and um, that's that's what I do mostly and in general like yeah I do I do weightlifting and I try to use like uh, how to say this? Uh, this exercises like um, like bench press and pull ups and squats. You know where you hit like different. There's a specific name for them, like where you hit like multi, many muscles with one exercise. You know what I mean? 
Compound lifts. Compound lifts, exactly. That was the word I was looking for. Like uh, doing stuff like this. I'm not a fan. Like I'm not like a bodybuilder or something. I do this isolation movements to get like look good or stupid shit. Like I'm not a fan of that at all. And um, yeah, I like to like to keep some cardio uh, in between and like yeah, sometimes do running or do heavy bag sessions. Times. Yeah, as I mentioned right now, I'm pretty out of training regarding Muay Thai, but at times, like, uh, my profile picture on Twitter is, like, in a Muay Thai camp, so at that time, I was actually in perfect shape regarding body fat, because, like, when you train fucking Muay Thai every day, you just burn calories like like yeah. crazy, you know? So, you, uh, were you uh, Orthodox or Southpaw, or both? Orthodox, though. How are you? Yes, yeah, I'm Orthodox. Yeah, I started out Orthodox, but since uh, my main arm is my, my worst arm... I've switched to Southpaw, so that way I can blast people with my left. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's nice. I'm actually currently like uh, trying to to train my other side to be uh, uh, like to be able to work the Southpaw and Orthodox. It's such a weird feeling to yeah. to jab with my left. Like, feels oh, like yeah, it's funny. It feels like learning it all again from the from scratch. Yeah, uh, I I think being able to switch stances is, is is like kind of like a day one thing now, honestly. I mean, a lot of people still, like, will just, just hold Southpaw or just hold Orthodox. But, like, if you've seen, uh, there's a lot of dudes in the MMA or uh, in the UFC who switch stances, like, every fucking punch they throw. And, yeah, I see that in the UFC. It's, yeah, it's different than in Muay Thai. Like, in Muay Thai, it's not common. Uh, but in the UFC, I see, like, everybody does it. I yeah. Like, when I, so, watch it, I was like, whoa, wow. Yeah, it's a fucking goddamn Basic, bro. right? It sucks, that, uh, it sucks that martial arts are so fun, but our joints are so fucking weak, you know? <laughs> Like Cody putting his ankles off on at the gym. I'm fucking my shoulder out of place and shit. Like, yeah, I had this with the shoulder also one time a few years ago. It's all good now again, but uh, I feel you big time on that one. It's it's, uh, it's annoying shit. Uh, do they train jujitsu in Thailand pretty often, or is it just Muay Thai? No, it's just Muay Thai. But they also nowadays have some uh, uh, MMA gyms oh, okay. as well. But I, I hurt my shoulder in Germany though. Because someone someone throw me unnecessarily hard, yeah, and I landed pretty bad on my shoulder, and yeah, then so shit happens. You're in South Korea right now? No, I'm back in Germany oh, right okay. now okay. since uh, since uh, almost two months now. I guess okay. I'm back in Germany. Yeah, yeah. Was was it hard to get back there because of COVID? Uh, back home to Germany? No, no, no. Because you're a citizen, obviously. So yes, I'm a citizen, and Korea is like. Uh, like uh, not a risky country so i just could come back without any worries okay like they, they have something like depending on where you're from there are different uh, measurements or something that you have to go through but for south korea it's like you just come back no you problem. have to be a certain height otherwise they don't let you through <laughs> <laughs> none of those south koreans are getting through then bro That's but the south koreans are not so small though i was surprised like they are not small no the girls are big yeah also like it's really you see a it's crazy you see a huge Yo. difference between the young and uh, old population you know who's got big girls yeah actually they okay this is like a real real exceptional but actually they have the biggest woman i've saw in my fucking whole life she was like two meters 20 or something but okay this is like something completely abnormal right now but generally people are a little bit smaller than in germany but not not that much though and germany i have i think on average are one of the biggest people in the world the girls in Hawaii, actually the dudes too. The dudes too. The Hawaiians are big as fuck, dude. I, yeah. Actually, 
I think the Hawaiians are big, but the Samoans, the Samoans are huge. Like, these girls that were Samoan just had, like, a bigger face than me. Like, just, just fucking blocks for face, bro. Oh, crazy. Bro, big-ass fucking people. Like, the biggest it, people I've ever seen. Oh, Ate crazy. a lot of pork out there. <laughs> a lot of pork. A lot of pork, a lot of taro. <laughs> Yeah, and bro. Koreans are not big, but they are also not small. You know what I mean? How are you with the ocean, bro? You like the ocean? Oh, yes. I love the ocean. I love the mountains. I love everything, huh? <laughs> Same. Everything that Mother Nature gives us, like... I was, uh... When I was in Hawaii, we went shark cage diving. Like, we fucking dove with the sharks. And... Oh, crazy. Crazy as fuck, yeah. For one. There was, like... I mean, I don't... Actually, Cody, I don't think there were actually sharks, bro. They, they look like sharks to me. Because when you, like a barracuda, that's what they told us they were, right? Okay. No, no, they were like these brown, like, whale sharks that were like, they weren't as big as, like, um, a great white shark or whatever. No but shit, they, goofball. Like, they were probably like 100 pounds under that. They were probably like 200 pounds a piece. Oh, but that's too big as fuck. I, okay, now so they're, they're like. Because, uh, what's it called? Uh, what is it? The, fuck, what was the name I just said? Uh,. Alright, fucking, I forgot. I don't know if they were sharks though, because I, I I know that type of fish that they were saying we were that were there, but they can just get huge. They can get like ten feet long. A barracuda, yeah, a barracuda. They told us that there was barracudas there, and barracudas are like they can be small as fuck. Like you can catch barracudas that are like two feet long, but you can also catch some that are like ten feet long, and they have insane teeth and shit. So I think that's yeah, bar- barracudas are nasty. You got to be careful with those things. If you look them straight in the eyes, like they'll literally attack. Was that the one that he said there was one of those, and then the rest of them were something else? Yeah, the rest of them were the sharks. Okay. The barracuda was kind of... Because he told us it was like the barracuda can fit in the cage, remember? Yeah, yeah, because they're skinny. And we all they're like, like... Yeah, they're skinny as fuck. Oh, they're shit. Six feet long and yeah. they're skinny. Bro. What geez, you look them in the eye and they attack. <laughs> yeah, bro, they actually took someone out of our cage and killed him. Bro, we had to fucking go save him. But they died. Why? You were no, there? I'm playing, bro. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing, bro. No, oh, but man. I did blow chunks everywhere. I throw up everywhere. After I got up off of the boat, I was super seasick, like throwing up Panda Express all over the place. Oh, fuck. Seasickness is so, like, I was sailing one time and there wasn't a storm, like with a really small uh, sailing boat, like four people on there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Being seasick is not nice. Oh, uh, seasick is literally the worst thing. One of the worst things you, I've experienced. You just want to die. <laughs> yeah, bro. You just want to. I started throwing up and then other people started throwing up because I was throwing up. Like, it was just, a, it was just bad. Oh, shit. But, uh, bro, you would love Hawaii. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah, I believe that for sure. Like, uh, we also went to this luau, right? And uh, at the luau, they were, like, imitating, I guess, or, like, representing, like, all the different islands that have, like, a curse similar to theirs. And I'm pretty sure they did a Thailand one where they were, like, doing, like, Thai dances and stuff and, like, all kinds of Thai stuff. I have videos of it, actually. I'll send them to I don't know, but it sounds like Hawaii has, like, tons of different islands, right? I think there's there's three main ones right cody and then yeah there's there's three main ones oahu is like the most populated island that's the island i'm on but it's not actually the biggest island oh, so bro. the biggest island hawaii is like probably three times as big and um just not as populated but because of the COVID, they've made they've basically been telling people not to go to the smaller islands for whatever stupid fucking reason and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's COVID's insane, but um, yeah. So you have a yeah, Oahu is probably the best island to visit, I would say. 
So if you are going to visit, I'd say go to Oahu. Like everything you can do on the other islands, you can do on this island and more. Shit, he ain't going to be there for a minute, bro. That's far away from him. Uh, you mentioned you had a girlfriend, bro. That kind of surprised me. It doesn't, but it, it kind of, I was just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I do have a girlfriend since a uh, few years already now. And um, I, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. Really good girl. It's probably some uh, casual shit, huh? She's no, just, no. like a sweet, was, sweet girl. Yes, and it's also like, uh, it, fits, it fits to the like, lifestyle. Like when I, like well, the one time where I went to Thailand, she like, I don't know how to say, but allow me to go. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, some some would go like crazy and stuff like this. I would have gone anyway, though. But you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, fuck yeah. And she's coming. Like, we go to Korea together, so like I can go to Thailand alone. We can go to, to Korea together. Like, is um, I'm really with that. That you have like everybody has like you know, like um, I still I value my freedom pretty much, so that I still have that and can. Yeah, no, it's really great, man. That's so happy. cool, bro. Yeah, like that's goals, honestly. Just someone that oh. someone that fits in your life perfectly. Like, that's all you. I mean, they're out there for sure. You know. Yeah, man. It's like it's uh, yeah. It's so important that you have like the the, the basics, the basics. Uh, Matt and no, no. I'm, I'm seriously. I'm super happy. And she's also like it's, it's a good fit because like she's all. I made her like she's he's she's been an, an Asia fan before, but I made her a green tea fan as well right now. So <laughs> it's, it's a good fit. <laughs> You you are a green tea fucking connoisseur, huh? Yeah, I'm sh- I am. I am. Like, um, it's a big deal. <laughs> yes, I really fucking love green tea, and also I made this part of my branding <laughs> right now to really like. I was like, yeah, there are many things that I was like, like the traveling before. I think like I never thought about tweeting about it, and then I saw. I think it was like um, Dakota wants to ride. He made like a tra- travel about traveling in Asia, and I was like, oh shit! I basically did the same thing. So why didn't I ever do a thread about it? And um, then I was like, yeah, seeing things making, yeah, people make branding with some stupid stuff or some stuff they do. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love green tea. So why don't I tweet about it? And actually, while we were in Korea, I visited several uh, green tea plantations. And also I bought a lot of green tea there straight from the farm and stuff like this. And so I was like, yeah, why am I tweeting about this? This is like a big part of my life. Fucking <laughs> green tea, dude. Cody, do you drink green tea? Dude, green tea is majorly slept on. Green tea is fucking awesome. Cody is the man. He knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, man. Green tea is, like, one of top three drinks. Like, water, orange juice, green tea. Orange juice? <laughs> yeah, orange juice is good, dude. I, what is I orange am, juice I good for? Such a, I hate orange juice. I don't hate it, but it's, just like, not my favorite. It's just, like, a great source of vitamin C. Like, I actually got COVID a few weeks ago, and, yeah. like, I was just drinking orange juice, like, the first two days, and it was basically gone. Amazing. Okay, maybe I'm I'm sleeping a bit on oranges, but I'm all big on on green tea, and I sometimes forget that it's so fucking super healthy, and but it also gives you like a lot of of energy. It's like 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 coffee, but when you have coffee, it like it's like, it's like a sledgehammer, and the green tea is coming like more slow and more subtle, and gives you more like a not a buzz, but like like a longer focus and energy. It tastes amazing, and uh, yeah, I think there are tons of health benefits as well to it. Yo, fucking, uh, let's just wrap this thing up, dude. This was super cool. This was like an hour and 15 minutes worth. Yeah, it was awesome. Of it was amazing. Juice that we did it second part. Yeah. I might, even, I might take some parts of the first one, but probably won't. Probably just do this one. Yeah, I think both are good. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, bro, thanks for always coming on here, bro. Like, you might be one of our main dudes. Maybe we have 10 episodes when it's all said and done. It was amazing, guys. 
I did a podcast last night, bro. This kid had me on, but I was a little fucked up. And so I was like, hey, bro, we got to do this again. Like, I I honestly probably represented myself fine, but fucking <laughs> Like, he was just, like, interviewing me, though. He's just like, so what's the family of opulence? What is this? What, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking me, dude. Yada, yada, yada. Like, I, I don't know. I think there's a, a science to podcasts or an art to it, I guess, you know? Like, you can just be an interviewer. Which I just don't think is cool. Like I don't, I just don't even think that matters. You know, like if I just interview you, right? If I'm just like, hey, bro, so you, you did this and then you did that and then how'd you feel? I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's just to have some fun. That's like, I don't know. I never did like, I've never been a host. Like, um, I think it's just having fun for me. Sometimes I think like, oh, I, I talk too much, but then I think like, yeah, okay, whatever. But I'm the guest, so I guess I'm supposed to talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. One of my main things, bro, was just like. I just want to be, like, I don't want the guests to always shine. Like, the best podcast I listen to, the host is also cool as fuck and, like, worth listening to, you know? Like, yes. Rogan, obviously. Yes. Like, yes. Rogan yes. and Andrew Schultz, whenever he has people on. Yo, like, yep, yep. Fucking uh, Huberman, uh, Jocko, uh, all of those dudes. Like, those dudes, I'll listen to them by themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like a good, uh, how to say, like, it's like a good harmony. Like, they, um, oh, fuck it, how to say, like, they add up to each other probably it's the wrong way to say it but you know they complement each other it's just hard when like you want to run a podcast where it's all guest based like you have nothing to add the only value that's coming from the podcast is the guest and the uh, issue with yeah. that is is like that guest is probably on a bunch of other podcasts and said the same stuff like over and over so if you just interview him he's just gonna be like this is fucking dumb dude like you're just you're just asking me the, you're just asking me stuff to like get views you know you're not even cool you're not even a cool dude <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just trying to yeah. make sure that I'm the shit, you know? Yeah, man, I know it's been fun. Like, I've been, I haven't been on too many, and I'm quite like that it's been, uh, one, and on one weekend I had like two podcasts, and both guys asked me about, about like traveling and pretty similar. So I keep like try to use different stories. So in case someone is listening to both, they don't hear the same shit right. over like again. But, um, yeah, I think it's just like for me, I have a lot of fun, and I don't take it so seriously. It's just like just talking, having fun. I completely agree. Yeah, I try not to take it that seriously. Either. I think it's important to ask the right questions at the right time. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm going to prepare and shit and make sure that I host a good podcast and, like, get the most value out of you just because, like, people do want to hear what you have to say, you know, but they don't just want to hear you on automated mode. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they want to, like, really understand it, your emotion behind it. Like, just have a connection. You know what I mean? And it's hard to give someone a connection when you can't even connect to the host. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure. Like, it's kind of an energy that has to be there. Yeah, it's like, that's like one of my main things, bro. I'm really focused on trying to be a good podcast host. Honestly, I've just watched so many podcasts for so goddamn long. Like, I feel like it's natural. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I don't listen to them too much, but... Uh, How were the other ones you did? Were they cool? Yes, they were. They were all fun, though. Like, I did my, my first one I did with, like, in February this year with Fury. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's cool as fuck, yeah. Yeah, man, he's a legend. And then I had a long time nothing, and then I just recently um, did a few. But um, yeah, they were all like, kind of travel based, which is cool. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like with uh, how to pronounce the name, Siren. I had a really amazing podcast. No, I think it's fun, and it's also a great way to like you get to know the host, like you get to know each other better. It's like yeah, I love it. It's fun, right? And you've traveled so much, you could probably like uh, do like a. $15 course or something on like traveling like how to do it efficiently etc that's, <laughs> that's an idea yeah I never thought yeah I never thought about this but it's it's true that people take like um 
a lot of interest on this travel thing. It's just that sometimes when you when you when it's yourself, you just don't see it the way other people see it. You know what I mean? For me, it's just I don't know. I think you're living the life that a lot of people want to live, bro. So when they see you doing it, they are, you know, like you're essentially their visionary. You know what I mean? Like they they aren't living that life, but they see that you are, so they just want to follow it because I mean, even though they're not living it, at least they can see you doing it. Like that gets them close, you know. And I think you should put more of that out there. Not like you don't, bro. Honestly, I think uh, I think like a cool camera or even just like the latest iPhone. Like, that's what Knox told me. I was like, bro, I'm going to go get a new camera. He's like, don't, don't. Just use your phone. Like, it's got a great camera. Um, just, like, taking pictures. Just taking pictures and then just, like, putting this shit away. That way you have pieces that you can put in your, like, PDF, right? Like, so that way copywriting wouldn't be an issue. You could just have this picture and say X. Like, you could write a whole story about every picture you take. Like, you could literally write a whole blog post. I got to this one yeah. of like, all kinds of cool shit. I'm just throwing out ideas, bro. Literally just throwing out ideas. No, but this is great. This is actually, I think there's something also good that I could use for for newsletter to put because, like, yeah, there are so many. Like, probably half of the stories I'm not aware at this moment right now. But if I dig a little, probably new thing is gonna pop up that I already forgot. You know what people would uh, like? Great advice, bro. Appreciate it. Bro, people would probably love this too. And I don't know, like, because I'm I I I might be alright at this, but I've never tried it, right? But like fiction writing, like if you could like write some sort of like a fiction piece about all the places that you've been. You know, like, maybe it's, like, you're the character. Like, just, like, a short little, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking off the fucking brain here because you do have a unique audience in that way. You know, like, they do want to listen to you. Like, they want to see what you're doing. Stuns me every time when I hear that because, like, yeah, it's just living life. What's so special about it, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, a lot of people really obviously, like, want to travel, you know? Like, especially now because, like we were saying, a lot of people are doing it. <laughs> and so everyone gets jealous. So, like, oh, bro, you were in Malaysia. You were in India. A month later, what are you talking about? Like, how did that? Like, how did that go? You know, and people just—I don't know, man. When you're when you're when you're different like that, it's not hard to follow you. Yeah, that's true. It's also I'm I'm pretty happy, like because right now I was fucking playing with all this, yeah, this restrictions and shit like this. I was pretty happy because I had a friend, like a friend of mine, and he always was like, "Oh yeah, I want to do the same." I said, "Yeah, he's Brooklyn. Like, you my friend. You know, like I can tell you everything I know how to do it. You can't get easier than that." Then he didn't take action, he didn't take action, and then, yeah, then COVID hit, and then it was like, oh, yeah, now it's, like, even more difficult, uh, and sometimes it's like, yeah, you just you just have to act and take the time. I made a tweet where I said, like, yeah, when I was 20 years old, I uh, spent all my money on, on, on traveling, like, and but I could have, in, I would have more money now if I would have invested it, but I can never travel as a 20-year-old again, and this was inspired by this thing from my, my friend who was like, yeah, now it's COVID and uh, stuff like this, and it's like, sometimes, yeah, you just got to just got to grab the opportunity, like, when, when the opportunity is there, you have to take it, you know what I mean? That's a solid-ass tweet, bro. Yeah, man, thank you. Um, yeah, bro, I'm just, like, brainstorming for you, I guess, now. <laughs> but, oh, man, I appreciate yeah. that, man. It's just fun. I like building businesses, and, I mean, you're a business, you know, everyone's a business. So, like, that shit's fun. Building businesses is the shit. Yeah, man, it's, like, so much fun, like, yeah, seriously, like, also right now with this... With this meditation guide I'm, I'm working on, it's like I have so many new ideas I want to put in there. And then I think like, okay, it's like, it's the, the content is done. I was like, oh, no, I can't put that in there because it's like so interesting. It's, yeah, it's like. I can't really wait for you to release that, bro. Like a meditation guide would be sick. If you could get that out in like the next month, that'd be huge. Yeah, it probably should be around that time. Like, uh, actually, there's a funny, like, uh, a funny story to that. Because first I was like, yeah, go in like working mode. And then like, okay, I get it done. And then I realized, like, 
I said to myself, like, bro, now you're stressing out about a meditation guide. How mm. ironic is that? And then I had to laugh at myself when I was like, ha, how ironic is that? You know what I mean? You, like, you put out a guide something against stress or like for meditation. That's hilarious. And, you, and then you stress yourself about finishing it. And we're like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And this is, this is the funny thing. This is actually what meditation does for you or what generally does for you. It's not like, not like that you don't have any problems anymore. It's not that I'm like, I'm also not the most experienced. Like there are millions of people who are probably better than me at this, but I have some five, six years experience. And it's not that I don't have any problems anymore, but I know how to solve them or I'm, I have awareness to be aware of the facts. So in this case, yeah, I was stressing myself out a bit of writing a meditation guide. How ironic is that? But the benefit of meditation was that I became aware of it and not kept doing it. And then I stopped doing it. And now I'm not stressing out anymore. And I'm just chilling and say, like, okay, just make it as good as it can be. And it comes out when it's, when it's, when it's done and whatever, life is good already. No need for that. And I do the best for the people. Unfortunately, they have to wait a little bit until I can get the best quality out. That's it. Yeah, bro. I relate. I, I stress so much when I write. Like, not like I'm getting better. You know, I used to be a lot worse, but I just want that shit to be so good, bro. I just want it to be so goddamn good that, like, I pretty much have a rule where I don't like to, like, publish like, pieces. At, like, if it's like a tweet, that's whatever. But, like, if I'm going to publish, like, something like a like a cold email or like a blog post mm. or like a guide, bro. I wait till the morning so I can like make sure it's like edited properly. Like I'm creative at night, better at editing in the morning. But yeah, like I, I really take my time. I really want my writing to be the shit. Like no, do you edit all of your writing? Like, do you go through editing when, for everything you write? Oh, you yeah. do editing session. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bro. I probably take like, I mean, those guys, the, the copywriting and the, co the ghostwriting guide and then the creative writing guide probably took me like two days to write. Actually, yeah, because I posted the creative writing versus content writing, the ghost writing, and then I think one more. And that took me three days to do all three of those. Like, I had the ideas written out on the first day. Like, I had the base, mm -hmm. like, project, you know, like, the base, like, page done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I do a lot of editing, bro. Like, if you if I could record my editing process, it would probably bring a lot of clarity to people. Because, like, I – sometimes, like, I'll put, like – sometimes I'll have, like, a paragraph, right? It'll be, like, four sentences, and it – yeah. During my editing, the last paragraph will end up being, or the last sentence in that paragraph, I'll end up making like the first sentence just because it just makes sense better. Like there's so many ways where editing has literally saved my ass. <laughs> yeah, I think this is this is like also like writing, editing. This is like I'm also as I'm writing this this guide, I obviously have to write it, and then I feel like oh yeah, this is also like a whole skill in itself is writing and editing and. Um, I would surely be interested in, in your editing process and how you do that. Yeah, well, I just, uh, one of my, okay, so the main thing that I do for editing, bro, like, the main thing that I check for is flow. So, like, if the writing flows, like, if, if you have to read something twice, that's what I consider, mm. like, breaking flow. Like if, Oh, big one, yeah. Yeah, like, if you yourself are writing something and you have to read it twice, like, the, the reader is definitely going to have to read it twice. So, that is, like, that is, like, square one for me like it has to have readability it has to have flow and then two i like to read it out loud you know like i'll just go through and read my page out loud because it just tends to make more sense and you can understand like if it's fluent here not fluent there like sometimes it might sound good in your head but when you read it out loud it just doesn't sound very good and so i do that pretty often as well but mainly flow um um and then i try to just like i don't use big words and shit you know, or like the same word over and over. Like I try to use a thesaurus and like just use different words. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about it now that I'm like picturing it in my mind. Uh, what else I would do? Because I don't know how to explain like 
Like there, there is so many times where I will take like line one and move it to the last line, you know, because in my creative process, like I have the right ideas, but, mm-hmm. but like, there's so many times where I can't even tell you where I'll like, well, I'll move a line like two spaces down and it just works so much better, you know? So I think like yeah, yeah, readability is everything. Readability is everything. Not like not saying the same thing twice. Right. So if you're like, uh, Japan was the shit. And then the next sentence, you're like, and honestly, like the reason why Japan, like Japan's the shit again, because Japan's the shit, you know, like there's just so many times where I just get the point out and keep moving. Cause it's all about readability. Like you don't need to double down that Japan's the shit in two sentences. You could say Japan's the shit and then go on. Does that make any sense? I was just, I mean, bro, I'm totally. Oh no, that, that, that makes <laughs> big sense. Like some, even though I'm not that experienced with that, it, I, like some things I, uh, I already have something something in mind with that. Also with the same words. This is something I also struggle a bit with because I obviously write it in English and it's not my uh, not my native tongue. So it can sometimes be like, oh, like ah, find another word for that shit yeah, and not take the, the same source. thing over and over again. Thesaurus.com? The, the, thesaurus. Do you know what a thesaurus is? No. It's like a... It's a do you know what synonyms and uh, antonyms are? Ah, yes, yes, sure. So it's essentially that. So like if you typed in great... It's going to bring up all of the synonyms like good, amazing. Yeah, yeah, the best. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I recommend that highly. I pretty much have that open all the time. Oh, yeah, that's something basic. Yeah, well, yeah, easy, simple, good one. <laughs> yeah, bro, and I would just go for flow too. Also, like if you're releasing a free PDF, it doesn't need to be that long. Like five, ten pages is more than enough probably. Yeah, no, 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 it's going to be a paid product. Like I already have free one, but I didn't release it yet. Oh. This is like... Like lead magnets, like morning and evening routine stuff like that. And now I'm working on the other thing, but this would take a little longer because I obviously want to make it like perfect. Right. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna go try to build like some sort of an editing guide. That would be amazing. Yeah. And I think I'm not the only person who would appreciate that. Yeah. No. I know. Yeah. That's a that's a good idea for sure. I might make like a video. Videos do well. And sometimes, like, even though I am a writer, Dylan, you probably think about, you probably have, have this too, right? Even though I'm a writer, sometimes, bro, I just, like, the best way for me to say it is on video. <laughs> ah, yes, I feel big time on that. There's also some things that, that I, I, I have this for, for podcasts. Like, on the podcast I've been on, there are some things that I just, yeah, they just say them. I, would, I don't know if I would be able to, like, write them or explain them the same way if I have to write them down. That's where good writers really come into play, bro. It's like uh, Molina said that, right? He said uh, good writers are what – they're the ones who bring what everybody thinks and actually put it into words. So it's, like, understandable, you know? Yeah, that's an amazing skill. I think so, too. All right, well, uh, yo, let's wrap this up. You have a good night, bro. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, man. It was amazing. It was a pleasure. Thanks, yeah, Cody. Nice to you talk, man. That was awesome. Yeah, man. Okay. Have a great day, guys. Hey, brother. I appreciate you so much, bro. You too, bro. Talk soon. Likewise, likewise, brother. Take care. Later, bro.